Blog Talk Radio. type of person that feels you can be doing more with your life? Have you been seeking answers to life's hidden mysteries? Do you have a lot of questions that you need answers to? Well then, tune in for the next hour as myself, Dr. Neb Haru Noon, Supreme New Knowledges, here at the Eternal Temple of Noon, the Master of Ascension and Solar Deity in this day and time, do my best to inflame your soul and get you ready for the great cosmic awakening. An awakening like no other. The time is now. 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 guests coming on this Thursday evening, um, yeah, this Thursday evening at 8 o'clock from 8 to 10 p.m., we're going to be discussing so many different topics, you know what I'm saying, I feel, I know that she's an ascended master, her name is Sandra Mathis, also known as the Holy God of Light, and let me tell you, you know what I'm saying, we're going to get into it, we are going to get into it, she's going to be speaking about 
how to prepare yourself for the 1212 gateway and receive the energies that's coming in. You know what I'm saying? I'll be building as well. Also, she's going to be speaking about what you need to do to strengthen your light body for ascension. And just get ready. This is just one part. It's going to be a two-part series. So she's going to come on this Thursday, um, th uh, this Thursday, December 10th at 8 p.m. And then she'll follow up right before 2021 because that's another gateway. And then I just found out there's a solar eclipse going on on the 14th. So <laughs> get ready because these next two weeks are going to be beyond powerful. So so 20 so 1221 is another portal. And for what I'm hearing, what was supposed to happen on December December 21, the beginning of the winter solstice, uh, 2012, because the calendar is off and they missed and, and they and they misinterpreted the Mayan calendar. It's really this year is really what's supposed to take place in 2012. You understand? Know as far as the dimensional shift, you know. So I mean, just get ready. Um, I would suggest to everybody, if you can, to start eating more lighter, start juicing more, leading up to this energy this Saturday. You know, if you can, you know, do a fast. You know, what I'm saying, do a, you know, start maybe a liquid fast. You know, I know my Sabian community; they're doing a nine-day ritual. You know, I mean, nine-day, excuse me, a nine-day purification ritual which consists of just juicing for nine days and fasting for nine days, you know. Um, me, personally, I always eat one time a day anyway, so I, I wouldn't be able to channel this information in. I mean, I can, but for the most part, I know my body. And once you live in your skin suit for at least 44 years, like myself, this is funny, right? All this happened and I'm 44 years old and I'm 44. But, yeah, once you live in your body for so long, you get to know your body. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully you get to know, even if it's on an a, a, a emotional level, on an intuitive level, you know what I'm saying? You start to really know and you can feel the difference. And the more sensitive you become to energies, you really start to understand your body. You know what I'm saying? Your body will speak to you. So long, the longer you live in this body and you're not damaging it and you start doing what it needs to fuel it, you'll start to get in tune with your body, you know? And you, the, the object is to become control of your body. That's why we fast. You know, fasting, like I said uh, years ago, is the road even have a new tablet called Why Fast. And I've been promoting all this stuff and getting into it. But fasting is a great way to, it's a fast track. It starts to separate, it starts to separate the physical from, from, the, from the, the denser molecules from the more higher molecules, you know what I'm saying, of your body. So it's a fast way to tap into those subatomic particles. It's a fast way to tap into other dimensions. It's a fast way to separate your light body, your etheric body, your soul, you understand, from your physical body. You know, that's why if you notice, and, and also, too, the body on a, on a practical level, without being all metaphysical and deep, right, on a practical level, you're, 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 you're allowing the body, right, to focus on other areas of healing because it's not now in your digestive tract trying to, trying to digest all the food that you're intaking cleanse and you start to clean out those intestines and you start to clean out that gunk around your solar plexus, you see, which is your astral plexus, all right, your, 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 your body of light, you understand what I'm saying, you, you will be able to, that's your inner sun, when you start to clean that inner sun, then it gets, to, it gets recharged and other areas of your body can now you start focus on healing, so you notice when you fast and you start fasting for a long period of time, or even if you fast just for a day, or really three days, like that number three, it starts to kick in, you see? And your, your senses will get heightened. Like that fourth day of just fasting on liquids and everything, your senses will start to get heightened, you know? Um, all your senses, like, wake up and, and heighten. And depending on 
you as a person, how long you've been doing this practice and everything, it's really going to get heightened. You're going to have more energy. You'll notice that you'll start breathing in more Sakim energy, Chi energy, Piranha, you know, more life force. You start breathing it in. you have more creative thoughts. You understand? I always I make a joke. I always tell people, you know, if you're, if you're a chef and you're trying to come out with a cookbook, I gave people this jewel years ago. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? If you're a chef and you're come, trying to come out with a cookbook, it's the best thing to do is fast. Because at that point, you know what I'm saying, if you're trying to come up with new recipes and all that stuff, the body's going to be desiring so much food, it ain't going to be hard for you to come out with new recipes and all this stuff, you know, create a new menu and all this stuff if you just fast. You see, that's another way to just download a whole new recipe, a whole new cookbook, a whole new, you know, because all these creative thoughts will start coming. Because now all the energy is focused up to the brain and is not focused on the body, you see. So I would start to go ahead and start preparing your body, start leading yourself, you know what I'm saying, for this ascension energy that's now taking place. And what more better time to take, the, what more better time, you know what I'm saying, for this energy to now come in when, you know, we got a pan, in the middle of a pandemic, you see, in the middle of a pandemic with all that has taken place, right, with all the chaos that's taken place this year, and our energies are scattered all over the place, we would never see this one come. You see, it's coming like the Bible said, you know, like a thief in the night. You see what I'm saying? Like a thief in the night. You know, the, 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 the energy is just coming in, you know. But if it's for you, which it is for you because you're tuning into this show, like minds, like energies are attracting, like vibration, like frequencies are attracting, you see. And if it is for you, therefore you won't be left, you will never be left um, in, in, you will never be in a, you'll never be left in a state of not knowing, you see. So if you're tuned in, know this now, that if you're tuned in, okay, if you're tuned into this show and going back listen listening to previous shows or going back later and listen to this show or listen to it on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or wherever you listen, you found this show, that means that you are one of the children of the ascension. You have a calling. You have a calling to do something positive for humanity. This is not a game. It's not a joke. It's not just some deep information. Somebody wants to get up here and ego trip and say, I'm the master of this, and it's, it's beyond that. You see what I'm saying? You know, unbeknown to me, I would take it through different rituals and all that stuff in Africa and all this other stuff just to lead to this point, you know what I'm saying, in my life to be able to stand here and speak to y'all, you know? So don't take it lightly. Don't take, you know, me lightly. Don't take the information lightly, you know? Keep spreading it. You know, if you're listening to this, it's your obligation to spread it. Don't hold it to yourself. Share the show, you know what I'm saying? Share, share the show, you know? I don't come up here and I don't beg people for money or anything. I just try to figure out how to do it on my own. That's how I was taught to my original master teacher, Baba Yanana, you know, provide for yourself. You understand? I ask nobody no donations and all that. I'd rather you purchase a product. That's a form of donation. That's a form of love you can show, you know. I'm going to ask you to donate or not. I ain't got time for that. You know what I'm saying? Us men, we figure out what we got to do and keep it moving, right? So the reality of it is, is all I ask really is for you all to share, you know, I know everybody has different financial means and all that stuff. So just share. Sharing is caring, you know. Just help spread the word. Help me out because I'm doing this all by myself right now with the help of the ancestors. But physically, I'm doing this all by myself, you know. So all I ask you all to do is just just share the information because now, you know, I'm just putting it out. I'm not worrying about how I look, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, how it sounds. Because we, we, it's crunch time now, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm fired up today, and you know what I'm saying, I got to, Got to, got to talk fired up, and it's like it's crunch time. There's no more time to play games. There's no more joking. You know what I'm saying? And those who are gonna, who are, who are sifting out, you know, 
the bull will 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 start attracting, you know what I'm saying? The groups and we'll start creating those different groups of positive light beings representing the healing light, the green light. You know, stand so we can order to raise the vibration, you know? And it would be nice, like if you have some chants, if you have some you know what I'm saying, if you have some chants, you know, it would be a great time to start chanting and tuning yourself, become that tuning fork. You know, our bodies have to align with the planet Earth. Our bodies have to align with the universe. You understand? Or really your own personal universe. You understand? All the way into the omniverse. But you have to realize that you are the walking embodiment of this of these higher vibrational beings. You see? And through quantum entanglement, for some reason, ever since I came back, I just keep speaking about quantum entanglement. Somebody have to dig deeper into quantum entanglement so y'all can get it. You see, what we're seeking or reaching out for or calling to is already a part of us. And scientists confirmed it through quantum entanglement. Spooky act, Albert Einstein called it spooky action at a distance. How particles made of the same substance, no matter how far apart they are, still stay connected. When you looked at the movie, A Ripple in Time, Right? A wrinkle in time with Oprah Winfrey. And you saw that that girl lost her father. And she just knew he still was alive. But he was stuck in the, in the quantum world. And she had to go down into the quantum world and go get her father. She knew that they still was connected to quantum entanglement. Because her DNA, her blood, was his blood. You see? So she knew that she still can be in contact with her father who was with what she was told had passed on. So and when she was told he had passed on, that means he was an ancestor. But in her mind, she just knew she had faith in her heart that her father still was alive. And she was able to shrink down, go into the quantum world and pull him out. Same thing with Ant-Man and the Wasp, that movie. You know what I'm saying? With a girl's father, the Wasp, he was, he was a, um, I think it was her mother. It was her mother. Her mother was sending messages to her from the quantum world, still letting her know that she was alive. You see? And even in the movie, they spoke about quantum entanglement. So these are confirmations through the science of quantum physics, through the, one of the laws called quantum entanglement, that you are still connected to your ancient Egyptian ancestors. But most importantly, you're still connected to your ancestors. You see? It is just that we've been taught about physicality, person, places, and things. Do you understand? But now it's time to train your eye to see past the veil of the physical world. And whether you're ready for it or not, it's here. You're going to start seeing it. I see it all the time. Little things run across the floor. I'm like, whoa, what's that? And I look back, ain't nothing there, right? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And while you see things in your peripheral vision, because when you're looking at it peripheral, peripheral vision, you know, through your, what's, what's, what's known as the mind's eye, right? You're seeing things that is not being distracted by your own reality, your own perception. Because the way we see things, we actually make our brain, the way we program, we shape this 3D reality. Society knows this. They know that they keep certain images and constructs through movies and everything that helps to keep these, this reality, three-dimensional reality with inside the matrix. But when you start thinking past that, you start saying, I can see, I can make that wall move. Or you start vibrating higher. 
when you start feeding the vibration up in your body, your molecule, your, your, your molecular structure, your eyes start to vibrate. Everything starts vibrating. Everything starts changing. You have something in your eyes called cones and rods that help you see colors. And you know what I'm saying? And when and when you start when you start chanting or humming or vibe, your body start you start changing your frequency. You start becoming more lighter. Then you'll start to see things that are here or is happening in another dimension, and your eyes become like a projector. You see, and you're projecting it on the screen of three-dimensional reality. You see? And sometimes you're the only one to see it. Not saying you're not, you're not going crazy. It's just that you're vibrating so high, you're becoming a projector. You're projecting like a holographic image from within, from the black space of your mind, outwardly. So some people may see ghosts or beings and stuff like that, and you'd be like, you don't see that? Some people are psychic, are sensitive enough to see auras and colors around people. You know what I'm saying? Now, when 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 a whole mass group of people start seeing it, then it has solidified itself, identified itself in this third D, third dimensional reality. You see, but now we're moving into the tesseract, which a tesseract was the is the fourth dimension. You see, so now we're moving into mind, mental. We're in that era. We're in the Aquarian age. You understand? It solidified itself in 2012. You see, but we're moving into that Aquarian age, and it's really going to happen. You know what I'm saying? It's in the next couple of weeks, moving into 2021. You see? So you'll really start seeing things. We're moving into the subconscious. That's why a lot of y'all be like, I don't know if I was, if what's going to start happening is a lot of y'all going to start realizing and start saying, I don't know if I was dreaming or this really happened. And you're going to start talking about stuff as if you experienced it on the physical and then you're going to start realizing, I was in my dream the other. I'm sorry, I didn't go there. That was in my dream. You're going to talk about it to friends and family. It's a real experience. A lot of y'all are going to start having premonitions, you know what I'm saying, of what's to come. A lot of those dreams that you had, reoccurring dreams years ago, you're going to start realizing why you started having them. Dreams, notice now that there's no, if you have a reoccurring dream, it's not a dream. You see? If you have an ancestor keep coming to you in your dream, they're trying to send you a message. Pay attention. If you have a certain being that's not trying to intimidate you or do harm to you or whatever, you see what I'm saying? Somebody in your genome, whether it looks human or not, they're trying to send you a message. Pay attention. You see, this is a matter of life and death. You know? The movie Celestine Prophecy showed at the end of the movie that they went to a sacred place. They raised their vibration. They was able to open up a portal, what they call with the with the with the, what the Celestine prophecy called heaven right here on the planet Earth, right? They said that they realized that heaven was always right here, because they had to get to a sacred place, raise their vibration, read a certain tone. Because remember, when she raised the vibration, they raised that vibration. A sacred tablet, a tablet opened up, and the girl was able to read the language. And she started reading the language, and then she started realizing all these people who had transcended and passed on, they started coming to them. And they were like, wow, what's going on? And then this other guy who was with them called Will, Will, like willpower, you know what I'm saying? He was on the other side. And then they started realizing that there was other people in other dimensions trying to help with there all along, helping them. You see? And never forget, the master teacher said what? He said, that how do you know that... Jesus or Allah, you know, Jesus or Muhammad or your ancestors, or how you know they're just not in another dimension and that they're just a phone call away? He said they're closer to you than the juggler vein in your neck. You see? This is highly important. There's a movie called The Golden Compass. And in that movie, 
called the golden compass, they speak about people aligning themselves with their demons, you know. And the Council of the Illuminati was the one sitting at the, at, the, at the beginning of the movie, and they were showing this film. And they were showing this film of this man in Antarctica, you see. And, you know, they showed this film that a portal had opened up over his head and that his demon was feeding him light energy into his heart chakra. I bring that up to say, right, that the global elite know the importance of contacting spirit beings, and most importantly, contacting their ancestors, which is why they still have edifices in Washington, D.C. and all the stuff. They're constantly honoring their ancestors. You see what I'm saying? So it is our ancestors that are helping. If you are the only person in your family that is conscious and aware, and you are the one that sticks out and you're considered the weirdo, (laughs) you understand? Just notice now that you are the genetic savior of your family line of your DNA. You have been chosen. You should feel honored. You should brush yourself off. You should walk into your royalty. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Speak your peace. Speak your truth. Stand on your ground. Eat your food. Burn your sage. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Shake your spirit rattler. Wear your crystals. Do whatever. You know, that's positive. And most importantly, you know what I'm saying, build your aura up and keep doing what you're doing because, you know, family is watching. But you are the genetic savior. Now, eventually, there'll be multiple. There might be multiple people in your family. You know what I'm saying? And then you start to realize, wow, this is, you know, it builds strength. You see? Like, I'm thinking I'm the only family member that went to Africa the first time. I'm like, ooh, I'm the first one that went. Met up with a cousin of mine on my father's side. We haven't spoken years. Finally seeing her. And she beat me to it. Not only did she go to Africa. You know what I'm saying? She had a, a child by a brother from South Africa. I said, dang. <laughs> I said, girl, I thought y'all was the first one. You're the first one in the family to, you know what I'm saying, to go visit. I said, I guess I'm the first one on my, on my mama's side. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't the first one on my father's side. I was like, oh, man, this is funny. This is funny. You see? But, you know, but I realized a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Like I had a cousin who, who transcended. And I, she's one of my ancestors I call on. You know what I'm saying? She was... You know, I was, these are older cousins. She was a member of the answer law community. I didn't even know. I was a child. You see? Another cousin, another cousin of mine, like, it was just surrounded. I was just surrounded. So it was just my faith. You know, when I was younger from New Brunswick, New Jersey, you know what I'm saying? It was just that, that time, that era, 1989, 90, 91, you know, the whole conscious era, public enemy, terrorist one. You understand that whole era around that time we grew up when hip-hop was just, you know, the whole conscious, the Queen Latifah, you know, X-Clan, all that stuff. We growing up listening to that at age 10, 12, 13, 14, you know what I'm saying? So I just had all the, the consciousness around me around that era. Nation Islam, 5%, you know what I'm saying? Answer our law, you know, all that stuff. You know, it couldn't, you could not be influenced by, by living in New Jersey because New York was just right there, you know? So I've had it, you know, them different family members was always some way, somehow around the math teacher, whether reading his books, you know what I'm saying, or going to class unbeknown to me, and I was like the young one. You know what I'm saying? So it just got, I just got influenced, you see? But if you go back in your family line and start to realize, you know what I'm saying, somebody or multitudes of people, you're not here by a coincidence. That's why I bring it up. Like, you're not here today as a coincidence listening to this show. So now you have to go out and find you. Share. Go out and find you. You see, there's somebody older than you or younger than you that's searching. There's people constantly waking up every day. Don't stand in your own circle talking to people who already know and arguing. No, or trying to prove a point. There's a whole world out there. There's people on other parts of the planet Earth 
that needs this information. And it's your obligation, you understand, to share and to eventually uh, raise it to your power to do what you need to do. You see, you see what I'm saying? That's, you know, because we are a global community. Because more people start becoming sensitive, people are going to start losing their mind. A lot of people transcended this year. A lot of people, different ages, different walks. This is the most people have passed away ever on the planet in our era of time. I've never seen this many people transcend so fastly. You know, if you're not in your right mind, it's almost scary. It's almost frightening. You see? So people are moving. It's like now it's time to sit your butt down somewhere, sit still, go within, meditate. You understand? And figure this thing out. But the beautiful thing about it is now you're not alone. You're not alone in this. You see? When I was coming up, we had the community, but you had division in the community. I don't mean negative division. I'm talking about some people were more so into the the New World Order information. Some people more so into the religion and debating. Then you had some people who were the spiritual students of Padnabavian Annie. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Malachi G. York. You know? Some people, you know, Dr. Malachi Kobina O'Kron York. You understand? So it's like... Some 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 people, you know, there was different different levels in that, you know, but now we are part of the great awakening, the ascension. Now it's time for all the spiritual children to get fed, to get the information needed for your ascension. You understand? Now never forget he made it. There's a there's a, a class from the ancient mystic order of Melchizedek called the Amal, or we used to say Om. And it's, it's called the uh, Mysteries of Ma'at. You can listen to this. Go type in the YouTube, type in the Mysteries of Ma'at, and type in Dr. Malachi Zio, or Dr. Yo, or Malachi Yo. And he did a class for the spiritual children. It was recorded and put out publicly. You understand? And he spoke about meditation. And he spoke about dropping your brain waves down to an alpha state. And he said the reason that you will want to break, uh, learn to train your body to be able to drop your body down, right, to an alpha state. He said it's, it's almost like the alpha state is almost like when you see a cat purring. You ever see a cat purr? The cat purrs in order for it to get itself, its brain, naturally get itself brain into a sedative state so it can sleep. You ever notice it starts purring and then it what, closes its eyes? You see? That's how it fall. That's how it gets itself to fall asleep. But that purring sound is an alpha tone. And if you notice that it touches you, the whole body of the cat is vibrating. You see, for anybody who's been around cats, can't speak about people who don't like cats. That's a whole other thing. But you know what I'm saying. But those who've been around cats or own the cat, you see. And he said that you know you will want to train your brain to be able to meditate to drop down to the brain waves. He said, people think it's about speeding up and moving, moving upward, but it's about going within. Because when you notice in those two movies I mentioned, they had to shrink down to a molecular level. So it's, it's, it's about traveling in. There is no God out. There is no heaven out there. When you go out, you're just going to run stars and planets. and you know, how, far, how far is heaven? That's the question to ask people. The Christian, how far is heaven? How many light years or what? You understand? It's from within. That's where you grew. You grew from the inside, the microcosm. You were a micro. You are a minute microcosm. Just look it up 
And it, 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 we take advantage of these miracles, you know, because we, we see it online right now how a child is birthed from a microscopic level. You came from a microscopic kingdom, an unseen, so small, so tiny, so minute, and then you grew. Look at the plant, the seed, and then the seed sprouts into a tree. The seed sprouts into a, you know what I'm saying, a plant with the proper environment, with the proper sun, the proper water, the proper air, and the proper soil, fuel, food, fuel it needs to grow. You see? So you grew, we grew from nothingness, or what they call nothingness, into something. So the journey is back within, the inner journey. The journey is not on the outside. Everything outside of you, you understand, just if you put the certain things around you, creates, uh, creates an atmosphere so you can go within in order to work better with those forces of nature. You see? And today we're going to get into the 12, the 12 universal laws for success. You see? But what he said was, I didn't forget, what he said was that you, want, you will want to learn to drop your body down into an alpha state so that you will be able to leave your body at will. Let's say, for instance, a comet's coming or a bomb is coming or whatever. You will be able to train yourself. I have not gotten to that point. You understand? You have, you have, you will be able to, so I'm right there with y'all. You will be able to train yourself to the point where you can lay back, you know what I'm saying, go into a meditative state on a bed or on a chair or whatever, maybe even standing. That's somebody who really mastered it. And you will be able to literally leave your body at will. You see, that's really the object of, your, of our spiritual training, to be able to be conscious. That's a whole other level, to be able to be conscious outside of your body. Because once you pass on and you, you know, they so-called call it death or transition, a lot of the memory is lost, you see. You know, that's a nice song. A lot of the memory is lost. You know what I'm saying? Hold on one second. I need to keep this song playing while I'm teaching here. That's a nice one. Wish y'all could hear this. It's by Kitaro. Um, what's the master said? The extraterrestrial. Hold on one second. It's called, um, I will research this song too. You know, I'm always playing some tone. Kitaro. It's called Cosmic Love. Kitaro is a Japanese composer. And master teacher told us a long time ago on the land. Way back in um, 1990, like uh, 1994, 1995, 1996, you know, that get those, get his music because he's an extraterrestrial, you know. And um, there's a lot of people. He also said Sade, you know. She was one as well, you know. Um, Anita Baker, you know, these people had certain tones and sounds. But he most definitely said um, Kitaro, you know. And he said David Bowie, too, you know. That's one of his favorite um, singers. But... So you will have to, you know, drop your body, you know what I'm saying, down at will, you know, and learn how to transcend. So all this stuff is now. Now is the time. Because as a tech, keep saying it over and over. And other people start saying it as well. But as the technology speeds up, as we become more advanced in technology, you're going to become more spiritual. As they start to tap in more and more quantum forces, 
or it's doing something to the human genome. So I'm interested to see how this vaccine is going to play out. Now they're saying it's going to come out in America next summer. So don't get worried just yet. They said it's summer. It's already in Europe. They're already stinging people in Europe. You know what I'm saying? And now they're saying it won't be until next summer. Ain't no telling what's what. Just stay focused. You see? Just stay focused. So today we're going to get into the 12 laws of success. Really just one. We're going to talk about one. It's right alignment with what I said. And the first, the first law of success, the one, the first law, I'm going to talk about the second law. But the first real universal law of success, you understand? Now, these are universal laws. These laws tie into mind, mental, and your physiological body, of course. But these are sacred laws that they don't talk about. They always talk about the law of gravity, you know what I'm saying, the law of cause and effect. But they don't educate, you know, it's not educated in the science world about the law of thought about the law of emotional energy, you know, about the law of pleasure and pain. The more pleasure you have, you're going to have just as amount of pain to offset the pleasure. Like we said yesterday, the swing of the pendulum, that the polarities have to match until you subconsciously learn how to raise yourself above the swing of the pendulum and control the swing of the pendulum of your own life, you see. But the first law is the law of thought. The second law, I'm just going to go into the second law today, the law of change. All right, it's the law of change. And if anybody want to get this book, it's by Herbert Harris. It's called The 12 Universal Laws of Success. I call them 12 Universal Laws for Success. Um, this book was written in, let's see, now I'm always reading something. It came out of Wilmington, North Carolina, and it was first published in 2000. Um, the first the first publishing was in 2004. Not bad. It first published this in 2004. Okay, I found one of them old, old books. Get it right off of eBay. It's called The Universal Laws of Success, and it's Herbert Harris, by Herbert Harris. All right? Um, so on, on page, I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to read one little thing, and then we, I'm going to build on it, uh, this law. Um, I don't even know what page number it is. On page 53, he says that the second universal law of success is the universal law of change. And he, read, he puts a uh, biblical scripture here, Romans 12, 2. Remember, I said there's some metaphysical teachings and still some universal truth you can find within that Bible. You know, because they had to build it. They had to build it off of ancient laws and all that stuff in order for it to work in this day and time. It still had to coincide with the laws of nature and the spirit force and the spirit being of that cycle. So the cycle we just came out of was the death cycle, the winter season. You know what I'm saying? So the God of the Bible was ruling at that time. Now, now more people, you know, the God of the Bible, you know, Christians will argue with you about it. But, they, but once they find out who their real extraterrestrial God is, they realize, uh, okay. But that God of that Bible or the Quran is not ruling anymore, you see? So I don't have any power anymore. They're like, what? Turn this show off. Blasphemy. <laughs> Burn him at the stake. But anyway, Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see? You see how you can find universal truths everywhere? It said, be not conformed to this world, but be you transform by the renewing of your mind. So you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He says, be not conformed to this world, means that you are not locked into whatever circumstances, situations, associations, challenges, and so on that exist in your life right now. So you have whatever's going on right now in your life, that's self-explanatory. You're not locked by that. By the renewing of your mind, by changing your perception, you understand, by learning to if you can't change your perception, the best way to do it is just get some images or pictures of where you want to be. 
what you want to experience and keep those images and pictures around you constantly and just fuel your natural energy by looking at them. You see, most creative people, most artists, we 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 able to just pull it out of the ethos, you know. But if you know, also, but also too, like myself, I still have to look at pictures and stuff like that. You see, so the renewing of your mind deals with the law of change. Okay, okay, starting back over. The renewing of your mind deals with the law of change. It says, "Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind." It means that you can be changed or transformed from your present condition by putting a new thought, a new state of circum, a new state of consciousness into your mind. Okay. In other words, you can change your life from whatever it is right now, this world, to anything you want it to be by changing your thinking, your frame of reference about yourself. So your frame of reference, remember we talked about the holographic brain and we talked about that your eyes is a reference beam. You see, whatever you're looking at, you're feeding energy to. And whatever you're looking, like, you're looking at is coming back into your holographic brain and producing a picture. That's why you see it. They said that we see pictures the opposite way or upside down, and our brain flips it right side up. And the master teacher always told us we don't see. You don't see no images. The only thing you're seeing is reflections of light. And if the light is not reflecting on it or photon energy from the sun is not reflecting on it, then it's darkness. So the, really, we live in darkness. Really, we live in darkness. We're reminding of that when we go into the shadow part of the evening called nighttime when the sun is not. So who's really the commander? The sun, as far as the seen world, because we're all we're in darkness right now. If you close the closet door, it's dark unless you turn on what a light. So the light is not natural. The darkness is natural. You don't have to turn on darkness; it already exists. Think about it. You don't have to turn darkness on; it already exists. What you're turning on is the light, something created by man that does exist, but it has to be manufactured. Darkness don't have to be manufactured. Not. They're not creating dark light bulbs. You know what I'm saying? You know, they got the black light, but you know what I'm saying? All that darkness, shadow is natural. You see? So we live in darkness. So taking the first and second universal laws of success together, the first law says that your experience of your life depends on your thinking. Again, the first law says that your experience of your life depends on your thinking. The second law provides that the life you are experiencing right now can be changed by changing your thinking. So that's the law of change. Change your thinking. The first law says that your experiences in life is based on what you habitually think about constantly. Think about yourself. Think about the situation. Think about the people around you. Think about your relationship, your money, everything. The second law says that you have the ability to change that through the law of change. Just change your perception. Change what you're looking at. Change how you're looking at it. You understand? You look at what you want to see, what outcome you want to see. It takes time. It takes practice. You know, even me, myself, I have not mastered it just yet. I'm man enough to say it, you understand, as the master of ascension. I'm still ascending myself, you understand? But I have the tools around me from within and out, you understand, to do, you know, to make those changes, make those shifts. Taking the first and second universal laws of success together, you know, we're growing in this thing together, y'all. The first law says that your experience of life depends on your thinking. The second law provides that the life you are experiencing right now can be changed by changing your thinking. Okay? The second law provides that the life you are experiencing right now can be changed by changing your thinking. Some people seem to be successful in whatever they do. It doesn't seem to matter which political party is in charge or how the economy as a whole is doing. You see that? That's what you have to say to yourself. It don't matter what president or the economy of the country, 
I create my own economy. I deal with spiritual economy. Y'all can deal with lack and, and nothing. You understand what I'm saying? But once you get into the stream of prosperity, it don't matter what condition the, pl- the, the planet is in, you still will be prosperous. You ever see that Nike commercial and the dude is running down the street and everything around him is blowing up and people are losing their lives and there's war and all this. And this dude got his running, running sneakers on, you know what I'm saying, got his running outfit on. He was running down the street. And Nike is like, just do it. <laughs> you understand? As if to say, like, this person is unaffected. All this chaos is going on, and they just got their headphones on, and they just running in unaffected. You see? This is where we're getting at now, building a bubble around you of just prosperity and positivity. The second law provides that life, the life you are experiencing right now, can be changed by changing your thinking. Some people seem to be successful in whatever they do. It doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter which political party is in charge or how the economy as a whole is doing because they keep their thinking centered on the positive aspects of the results they wish to accomplish. They get just those results no matter what. The universal law of change has three fundamental aspects. One aspect is faith. The other aspect is choice. And and the third aspect is desire. The first aspect of universal law of change is faith. Faith is defined as a firm belief or trust in something or someone, generally for which there is no objective proof. It is a belief from which all doubt has been removed. The biblical definition of faith makes it very clear. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Also, too, faith without works is in vain. So you got to put, you got to put that faith out there, have faith, but you got to put the work in there because you need something for it to work through. I never forget I heard Oprah Winfrey talk about the law of attraction, you know, when she was questioned. And the person was like, you know, well, you know, can I just sit on the couch and think about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know, and, you know, and all day and meditate about peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know, just come to me. And she was like, no, you, you have to still get up and do the work because the energy has to have something to flow through. You see, that's why I said, once you get on purpose, if you want, if you want a certain level of income in your life, or you want to be doing a certain level of a certain thing, what are you doing today? You understand? Like, what are you doing today? What are, what, what are you doing today in order for tomorrow, you understand, for tomorrow to take place? What are you doing, you know, today in order to change your next 90 days? Because the energy has something, has something to flow through. You see, whatever you're doing to produce a certain level of income, the energy will flow through that. You know, it's easier to produce something, you understand, and get to that level of, wherever you're looking for versus on that level of freedom versus when you're on somebody else's time, dying, clock, clocking in and out every day. And I understand. I was just there. I was there for a year and a half. And enough was enough. Ancestors were like, it's time for you to get back on point. The time is now. It's time for you to teach the world. It's not how it was before. You understand? People are ready, and it's the time. You see? And, and, and because of me falling off my path, you understand? I had to go back in the corporate world to remind, remind myself that you, this is not it. You can't live in the past. You know, <laughs> like this is not it. Yeah, the money is coming, but no, it's not. You understand? Like this, when you got a greater purpose, you can't be, you can't be. You know what I'm saying? Living in the past. You know. So that was my lesson. That was my, uh, yeah, that was my lesson. You know, like we use lesson like as a lesson. 
you know, the lesson something. But you know what I'm saying? That's the school I needed to go through for a year and a half. Now I'm back. So faith without works is in vain. In order to bring change in your life, you must have faith that such change is possible. That's the power of belief. Bruce Lipton, another person that I turn people on to, he came out with a book called The Biology of Belief. He kind of, he's the one that came out with epigenetics, you know? And through him, I learned about the Heart Math Institute, heart resonance, vibrating from the heart chakra, you see? And as my good bestie, the Bobcat, you know what I'm saying, taught me, the, oh, the green one, she said, you know, that the heart chakra is the sender. You send it out. And the solar plex chakra is the magnetic. It pulls it back in. The heart chakra gives off more green light energy and electromagnetic energy than any um, chakra inside of your body. Your chakra also ties back into what's called a seed atom. And when you transcend and pass on, the seed atom moves with you. That's the only one that moves with you. You have one in your third eye or your, your pineal gland, and you have one in your solar plexus. And when you pass on, the heart chakra. The heart was always a symbol. You understand? Know For you to even be able to go, right, the scales of my act. For you to even be able to go into sacred schools, they always weigh your heart. You always had to cleanse your heart, get your heart right. That's why they always said love. They always put that word love in Christianity, love, right? For he who loves the word, you know, love, you know? We want to get that heart, that soul, that essence, you see? In order to bring about change in your life, you must have faith that such change is possible. No matter how negative your situation, how absolutely overwhelming it may appear to be, if you have faith that things will get better, that there is something better for you in this life, that there's something better for you in this world, that there's something better for you, for you and your family, then you have taken the first step towards finding it. What does that mean? That means that now you set out a trigger. You said enough is enough. And you set out a trigger. Boom. And it just goes out. You understand? The trigger just, just goes out to the cosmos. And it activates your subconscious mind. Those little etheric, so-called angelic or ancestral helpers, they just go out and start helping you, focusing. And they go, and, you know, and they'll bring people to you. You can be walking down the street. Next thing you know, you're just a attracted, but you have to realize, you know, attracted to somebody, somebody attracted to you that can give you an answer that you've been looking for. Strangers will come up to you. Children will warm up to you. You know? So, whatever your situation is, current situation is now, just know that you have the ability to change it. You see? You have the ability to change it. I'll share a personal, uh, going to another uh, uh, personal example of now. You know, so when I was working the job over a year and a half ago, I was living with my mom. I was living with mom, you know. And I've been living with mom for years. Just trying to figure everything out, trying to get back to where I used to be when I first was teaching back in 2010 to 2013, you know. And I think my mom came back into the picture because I was renting her house, and then she moved back in her house. So I think she came back into the picture around maybe... 2015, I think it was, so for five years, doing stuff to try to bounce back and forth, you know what I'm saying? I felt the energy building, then my energy diminished, you know what I'm saying? I was in a relationship, and then, you know, that was draining, and it was great times, and then it started to become worse times, and, you know, it was just crazy, 
and it's just draining my energy, draining my energy, and I just, you know what I'm saying, and I'm not blaming that individual. I just allow, you know, a lot of times we want to say that person is this and that and the third, but the reality of it is we are reflection, you know, so I allowed a lot of that stuff for whatever reason. We all go through our own schools, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to get myself back together, trying to get my energy out so one day I can teach. I put out a message, all great, come back, and he couldn't, couldn't channel nothing. Ancestors shut me down. <laughs> Couldn't get no information. You know, and then people started attracting people. I started attracting people in my life that was helping me, you know what I'm saying, build back up. Attracted energy healers that I'm still great friends with now. You know what I'm saying? That helped to get me back on point. Started attracting, you know, great friends and brothers that helping me now. You know what I'm saying? That's still in my life now that, you know, you know, no, check this, check this, check this out. You know, you're up on this, you know, take this herb, you know, try this, try that. It'll help build me back up to get back to where I'm at. You understand? So I'm talking about the situation in life. So it's relevant. So here I'm working a job, right, temp, through the temp service in the warehouse as of this year. And the pandemic hits, 2020 hits. So that's when they started back in March, right? That's when they started to quarantine. You know, a lot of people didn't know how really how serious it was, but then he started hearing shutdowns, and we all got nervous. You know, I'm like, damn, he's stuck in the house. You know what I'm saying? He's stuck in the house, so quarantine took place. And then people was filing unemployment, and they were getting an extra $600. And I jokingly was like, man, I felt some type of way jokingly, because I was like, man, there's people coming up during the pandemic. I'm up here. I was, the job I was working considered essential worker. You know what I'm saying? Working for a car company distribution center, so it was they considered essential workers. So we had to carry paperwork around just in case the police pulled us over and wondered why we were on the streets. Right here in Georgia. You know what I'm saying? If we were considered essential workers. I'd be done. Ain't that something? These people sitting at the house collecting unemployment and getting an extra six hundred dollars on top of that. And I'm up here getting reduced hours. Right? I was you know, in my mind I'm like, man, the plane, I'm getting reduced hours, man. I'm not even bringing home a full check no more. So this went on for a minute. It went on all through the summer until things started opening back up here in Georgia, in Atlanta, you know? Things started opening back up. So the whole time I was living with family. So my older sister was like, you ever thought about, you know, I mean, you ever thought about looking at getting your own place again? And I'm like, there's no way I get my own place. Like, you know what I'm saying? The work, the job I'm working, I'm not getting paid a full check every week. I just can't afford, the, you know, the rent because, you know, the rent could be high here in Atlanta. You know, everywhere, you know, especially inside the city. Closer to Atlanta, you get the higher the rents go. And at the time, my financial means just didn't, you know what I'm saying? I just wasn't able to, you know, able to pay the rent, you know, that, that what they were asking for. So because of the pandemic, now all the rent started dropping. And apartments that's normally 1000 you know what I'm saying, 1500 it started dropping. Like, ridiculous prices dropping because everybody's in desperation mode. Nobody wasn't renting. We people quarantined and all that stuff. So that was an opportunity that I didn't see. But luckily the divine feminine, my sister, you know what I'm saying, spoke to me and my niece spoke to me and motivated me. You know what I'm saying? And a blessing took place. But now I I pray you know, I wrote it down. I kept writing it down for a year. I wrote it down. I wish I I wish I would have dated it. So when I show people they would be like, okay. You know, look, whenever you write down your desire, date it. So you know what I'm saying? Put it Put a date on it, the date that you write it down, not the date that you want it to manifest or materialize, but the date that you write it down. So when it happens, you can be like, whoa, I wrote this down over a year ago. So I kid you not, what I wrote down 
you know what I'm saying, is I need a peaceful place. I'm just paraphrasing. But I wrote down pretty much like I need a peaceful place as I live in, you know, on my own, that I'll be able to be creative and do the work that I'm supposed to do, write books, teach, do classes, you know what I'm saying, do the pyramids, the whole not, out, not, not disturb, a peaceful environment that I can relax and recharge. Cool. So I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, you know. Before the pandemic hit, I applied for an apartment, and I got denied. So you know, that's before the pandemic hit, this happened in um, last year, December, because the pandemic hit what? Uh, February, January, February, March of this year, right? So December of last year, I was trying to move out. You understand? So the apartment complex, you know, they denied me because of credit reasons or whatever. So I'm already like telling my sister, look, I, I, I already been denied. I'm just thinking I'm just going to keep trying to build my credit up, you know what I'm saying, so I can get a place. So I'm looking for a place to stay, and for some reason, the ancestors, they kept flat. The place that I got denied, they kept flashing the picture. I kept seeing the image of the same place. And I'm, I kept asking the ancestors, mind to mind, you know, where should I move to? Because I'm trying to find that perfect place, the perfect part of town, the perfect everything, you know, so I can get this work and do this work that y'all want me to do. So I keep seeing the place. I keep seeing the place that I got denied. So I said, you know what? Forget about it. I'm going to go back over there. And I'm going to um, fight in. My credit is better. Fight in. Some more, some more um, finances came in, you know. I said, I'm going to go back over there and apply. So now today, I'm talking to you from the place. I'm inside my own place now, and I'm speaking to you from the place that I got denied. The ancestors, I trusted, though. You have the law of trust, the law of faith. I had to have faith in what my sister and my niece were speaking about. I had to have faith in the ancestors, and I had to do the work. I had to literally take my butt over there. Well, I didn't go over there because everything was online, so I filled out the online application. I had to trust. You understand? Don't you know the building that I got denied at? I'm living next to the building I got denied at. You see? And, 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 I, and I'm living inside the same model that I looked at that I got denied at. I even took pictures on my phone because I used it as a visualization. You see how real this thing is? And it came effortlessly. It didn't, I, didn't have, you know, I didn't have to, but if I had given up, and because I didn't get laid off, even though I work in reduced hours, I still had the job. I still had the reference for a job. Mind you, you see, because a lot of times you need the job and all that stuff. You understand what I'm saying? So a lot of times if we just trust the process of what the ancestors are doing for us, we can't see it. You know, I never forget a saying, but my elder, right, in Ghana, who initiated me, he always had a saying that said that the elders can see, when he said it's a, it's a saying in Ghana, I don't know how they translate, but they translate it in English as, the elders can see further than you if you are standing on the tallest mountain or the highest tree. The elders, not the spiritual, I'm talking about the elders amongst your community, the older people, they can see further than you and what's down the road then you standing on the tallest building, the highest mountain, or the highest tree. You understand? Because experience being builds wisdom. So our ancestors in the spirit realm see it all. 
So unbeknown to me, I'm like, dang, I'm complaining. Why am I working this job? People at the house chilling. You know what I'm saying? I want to be chilling too so I could do this work. You know, if I, could, if I could be chilling and get an extra $600, get unemployment, an extra $600, and I could do this work, I could do classes, boom. No, they're they like, no, we got something better for you. You see? And they did. So just take, take what I said today and just instill it. Either one of the shows, I don't really talk about sharing too many of the shows because I know I, I like to take the organic approach. It's really kind of a slow approach. I, I, I'd rather just find, you know, use, use the law of attraction, you understand, to find, to find me. Now, again, it's almost 1 o'clock, so those who um, are online listening, if you, have, if you did not call in the number, you're going to get cut off. But don't worry, it's being recorded, and you can just go back and finish listening to the show. But for y'all who are on the telephone line, stay on the line because you can still hear it. It's going to just be recorded. So we go over, you still be able to hear the whole show. Okay? So I got to I gotta kind of, my, my thought pattern be interrupted just for a second because this lady is in my ear talking about 90 seconds, 60 seconds. You know? So anybody here who's Blog Talk Radio, they know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I'm talking in mid-sentence. She's like, 90 seconds, 60 seconds. I'm glad they don't count down. Dang, nine. One second. Give me a second. In fact, I'm going to take a break and come back. Let me just go to a commercial break real quick because this lady right here is just talking. So I'll be right back. I'm going to take a commercial break. But share this show, please. I'll be right back. Are you sick and tired of your current situation? Are you the type of person that is just searching and seeking for the deeper mysteries in life? Well, now you can begin to unleash your power with this. Unleash your power with this by purchasing the new Noon Tablets by Dr. Ned Peru at www.nupu-noon.com at www.nupu-noon.com Noonology. Unleash the power within and begin to live the life of your dreams. Now, the most powerful and most dynamic books in this day and time, known as the Noon Tablets, authored by myself, Dr. Neb Haru. On sale now on Kindle Fire, the Noon Tablets. On sale now on Barnes & Noble Nook, the Noon Tablets. And on sale now on iTunes for your iPad, iPod, and iPhone. Download today and take Noonology on the go. Hotel. Peace. All right, we're back, we're back, we're back. So I really appreciate y'all tuning in. Let me finish this up here. So we're still talking about the law of change and faith. So in order to bring about change in your life, you must have faith that such change is possible. And I'm reading from the book we just tuned in or going to tune in. I'm reading from the book called, it's not my particular book, but I refer it to everybody to read. It's a great read. It's a great tool to use. And I'm just now getting back into this book. It's called The 12 Universal Laws of success. I call it the 12 universal laws for success, but he calls it the 12 universal laws of success. Uh, it's, a, it's a yellow book. It's the second edition. 
its expanded edition is, is by Herbert Harris. Again, Herbert Harris, the 12 Universal Laws of Success. So page 55, in order to bring about change in your life, you must have faith that such change is possible. No matter how negative your situation is, how absolutely overwhelming it may appear to be, if you have faith that things will get better, that there is something better for you in this life, then you have taken the first step towards finding it. If you have doubts that in that if you have doubts that your life can change for the better, then you're right. It can't. You must know, believe, and have faith that you are the creation of the universe, the omniverse, endowed with certain inalienable rights to be healthy, to be happy, and totally fulfilled. The second aspect of universal law of change is choice. Choice, choose this day. Whom, will, will, whom you will serve. Every opportunity, every challenge that we experience confronts us with a choice. Every opportunity, every challenge that we experience confronts us with a choice. We choose either a positive approach, which represents flowers, or a negative approach, which represents weeds. Even if we make no affirmative choice at all, an approach is selected by the world mind, which in this cycle is generally negative. See, which in this cycle, generally negative. So you have a world mind, which I call the collective consciousness. But now that world mind is shifting to more positive. You see, in order for you to change your life for the better, you must affirmatively identify and specifically define what a better life means to you. Again, in order for you to change your life for the better, you must affirmatively identify and specifically define what a better life means to you. Write it down, be real with yourself. It may take some time, it may take a day, week, months, you see? But you have to get uh, focused on a definite purpose, like Napoleon Hill says. And you must choose to pursue this better life you have defined for yourself and make the changes in your thinking and acting that will bring it about. An example of this principle is described in the parable of the prodigal son. Book of Luke, chapter 15, verse 11 to 32. To loosely summarize the parable, the youngest son of a rich man asked his father for his piece of the rock. His father gave him his share, and the young man went out into the world and part and party and, and party his fortune away. Once he was broke, times got very rough, and he suffered and hungered. In final desperation, he finally got a job feeding someone else's pigs. Even though he had a job, he still suffered and hungered to the point that he was seriously thinking of eating whatever the hogs didn't want. He had hit rock bottom with no plan to escape, and no one would bail him out or help him. But then in verse 17, it states, And when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish, and I, and I perish with hunger? The prodigal son renewed his mind thought a new thought about himself. Though he was in the pigeon pen, I mean the pig pen of life, suffering and hungry, he was still the son of a rich father. Then he had his choice. He chose to serve his father, positive, rather than serve the owner of the pig pen, negative. So then verse 18 states, I will arise and go to my father and beg for a job doing anything. He then took action, pursuing his choice. Verse 20, and he rose and came to his father. He begged for a job. He begged for a job. But his father wouldn't hear it. 
his father treated the prodigal son like who he really was, a long-lost son of a powerful father, not a servant. Because the prodigal son had chose to return home and serve his father, his father joyfully received him. His son, who was dead, is now alive again. Had the prodigal son made another choice, he would have gotten a different result. Let me read the third universal law. I mean, let me read the third aspect of the universal law of change, which is desire. And that's it. The key ingredient for change is desire, a burning desire. You have to have a will. You have to use your willpower, your sarcastic energy, your, 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 your solar plexus, the seed of the seed of ray. You have to come from your solar plexus and build up that willpower and have a burning desire for change. Unless there is a deep hunger, a burning desire for change you want to bring about in your life, these changes will not happen. Once upon a time, in a place not far away, a diligent student questioned his master teacher on the meaning of deep desire. The teacher took the eager student down to the ocean and walked out into the water until it was nearly chest high. (laughs) Then he took the student and held his head under the water for almost a minute. As the student began to struggle, craving for air, the teacher continued to hold him firmly under the water until the young student's body became limp. Then within seconds of drowning the student, then within seconds of drowning the student, the master teacher pulled his head out of the water as he grasped for a life-saving breath of air. The master teacher then said, you must desire the change in your life as strongly as you wanted to take the first breath. That is deep desire. If your life is not the way you want it to be, then know that you can do better. If your life is not the way you want it to be, then know that you can do better. Choose a positive, empowering approach to doing better. Desire is the change in your life so badly. Excuse me. Desire this change in your life so badly that nothing or no one can stop you from achieving it, and it will happen. You will have the better life you are seeking. If it's that easy, why are there not more successful people in the world? That's right. If it's just that easy. What is it that keeps people from making the changes in their life that they know must be made in order to become the person they would like to be and experience the better life they are seeking? You can be what you want to be. Do what you want to do. Have what you want to have. (laughs) Reverend Ike. Obstacles to change. The main obstacle to change is fear. What is fear? False evidence appearing real. Three fears people Three fears keep people from making the changes that they necessarily that they necessarily want to improve in their lives. The fear of change, the fear of criticism, and the fear of failure. And on that note, hold on. Let me just read this. Some people fear change itself. We're gonna leave it right there. So now, now it's time to over. I don't really want to leave it on the word fear, so let's not do that. Um, let's see. Let me see something real quick. Well, we, we get the gist of it, so let me just leave it on a positive note. So the obstacles to change, the main obstacle to change is fear, right? Fear is false evidence appearing real, 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 false evidence appearing real. So the first one is the fear of change, right? So once you overcome that fear of change, we just spoke about the fear of change. Forget about fear of criticism. Don't worry about what people say. They ain't paying your bills. They ain't where these same people in your mind when you are looking to do what you're looking to do. You understand? I see if they was, you know, helping you, feeding you, clothing you, paying your bills, all this other stuff. I'm talking to adults. 
on the show. You know what I'm saying? Then you worry, you know, then it's something totally different. But then people don't give them, don't give those people your power. You understand? No matter who it is, the fear of criticism. You understand? Because a lot of times when you do something like like me out here teaching, and then they want to criticize because they're jealous, because they really want to do it, but they don't have the balls to do it. You see? And especially if you we were all raised under the same master teacher, you understand? And they start criticizing. They, they, they feel a weakness in themselves or something void in themselves, and they want to criticize because, again, they don't have the balls with inside themselves to get up and do what he told all of us to do. You understand? So I had to get past that fear of criticism myself. First I had to get past the fear of change. Then I had to get past the fear of criticism. Oh, man, what they going to say? Oh, he out here doing his own thing. You know, you know, love the master teacher. All, all this stuff that's rattling in my mind. I had to erase it in order to stand here today and do what I'm doing and writing books and stuff. All right? And then the fear of failure. You understand? A failure is a success. You learn a lot when you succeed. You learn how not to do something, so you go back and you try it again. You rework it. I'm constantly reworking stuff. You understand? I'm constantly, you know, let me put it here. Let me try to say it this way, that way. It didn't work. Okay, well, let me do it this way until you finally just get it to the subconscious mind of tissue to click it in. You understand? So realize now that you have the power. All the power that we seek is come from within. It's in you. But do me a favor. I ask y'all, you know what I'm saying? To share this show. This is one of the most important shows right now that I feel since I've come back, you know what I'm saying, that needs to be shared. Because today was some powerful information. And me personally, I'm going to sit back and listen to this show. You understand? So, again, y'all have a great day. I really appreciate y'all hanging in here. The call is that's on. I really appreciate y'all, like, y'all sitting there patiently and listening and tuning in. And I love that. If you're fueling me not to get off this show. But it's things that need to be done. And um, you can always go back and download and listen to the show. All right? So y'all have a great day. And I'll speak to y'all in the new day. Hotep, peace. Are you the type of person that is seeking more wealth, better health, and prosperity in your life? Are you the type of person that is seeking more positivity, need more positivity, wanting and yearning more positivity in your life? Are you the type of person that knows that there is just more to life? Well, bring positive energy into your home with the new Noon Vibration Pyramids. To learn more, visit www.noontech.com. Again, that is www.noontech.com. We have pyramids for all your wants and needs. Pyramids for attracting wealth. Pyramids for attracting creativity. Pyramids for attracting love into your life. Also featuring our brand new 5G Pyramid. To learn more, again, visit www.noontech.com. Hotel. Peace.